Hey everybody, this is Doug, the host of Chalk Talk, the podcast that is presented by Platform. Um, we are doing a Facebook Live, but also for our regular listeners, you're getting it however you usually do, Spotify, Apple, etc. That's Chalk Talk. And we're actually running a promotion right now for all of our customers if they want to refer their friends or other colleagues that they want uh, to check out Platform they will enter into a raffle. Any customer that refers a friend will enter in a raffle to win things like platform gear, med balls, even a new TV to deck out your weight room if you wanted to, to display videos, leaderboards, things like that. So go check those things out. Um, and if you are not a customer and you know someone using it, come check us out. That's the whole point. And if you don't know anybody, tell them Doug sent you. So with that winding long promo, Come check out Platform, and we're going to get started talking about the clean. This is Chalk Talk presented by Platform. Let's go. So, Sam, we are going to jump right in and talk about the clean today. Um, and obviously, with just about any topic that we go to dive into, we always want to start with a very basic definition because... Mm -hmm. This, like anything else, kind of has a lot of different definitions of what people think it is. So why don't we just start basic as basic gets and what is the clean? Yeah, perhaps more so than any other lift. I think to your point, um, there's a bit, maybe not confusion, uh, let's not even pretend that there's a right and a wrong, but there's just a very strong disconnect in terms of what people uh, call certain variations of this movement, what the requirements are, et cetera. Um, and I think it's important uh, that we define all the pieces before we talk about it so mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, however people are listening, um, they understand where our frame of reference is uh, when we talk about different things regarding the clean. Um, so uh, the clean um, is a part of one of the two Olympic lifts. Um, that is the clean and jerk and the barbell snatch. Um, and I think it's really important to mention um, because this gets this is black and white and it gets messed up a lot. Um, the only Olympic lifts are the lifts that you can actually compete in within the Olympics, which is the clean and jerk and the snatch. Um, I think a lot of people equate anything done with an Olympic barbell to be an Olympic right. lift. And I think I want to make it very, very clear. Olympic lifts, AKA weightlifting, Okay, weightlifting means those two lifts. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of people will just say like, hey, you know, um, you know, my Olympic lifts, almost to swap in what they're really talking about are like core lifts or what they think they're doing is like their their main lifts. And it's just kind of become right. So little, yeah, the, 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 I think also important because we use this language a lot so that everybody understands where I'm coming from. Um, the power lifts are the other most widely used mm -hmm. barbell movements, which is your, your classic back squat, your bench press and your deadlift, your conventional bar deadlift. And those are your power lifts, even though they don't necessarily work within the power world of uh, strength and conditioning. And just want to make sure that we're very clear about what we mean there. Um, and so, like I said, it's an Olympic lift. Um, it's actually part of an Olympic lift, but it's the one that's used most uh, frequently uh, when it comes to athletic performance training or even just general fitness. Yep. Um, and, I think what we need to do is define what the movement is 
So I generally abide by the IWF definition, which is the uh, you know Federation for Weightlifting internationally. It's like if you wanted to compete, yeah. Um, and it simply states. I mean, I'll, I'll actually read it right up. It's it's when a barbell is pulled in a single movement from the platform to the shoulders while either splitting or bending the legs. Simply put, you need to take the bar from a resting position on the ground and get it up to shoulder height. Yeah. And technically, you can do it however you want, but obviously, there's pretty uniform ways of how we coach that, how we teach that most efficiently, um, and every there, everything therein. Right. And, and even that definition, I think, will then start to get a little bit confusion as to, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, anybody that uses the platform programs knows we try to really clearly define things, but because then we get into... Are you squatting? Are you not squatting? Are you, how low can you go? All of those different things. Well, what if it's from your knees? So like, let's take one step further, but mm -hmm. like past just the, all right, from the ground, what about all those other kind of options? Yep. Can we kind of flesh out the ones that we talk about or how we define those as well? Because that's where people, I think, start to get a little confused. Yes, and I think that the biggest one to start at is the difference between the people that use the term power clean um, to mean from the floor and hang clean to mean from not from the floor. Um, we, that's actually not technically fully accurate. What we need to do is look at it as there are a lot of different variations of the clean. Um, and you need to define really two major things. Um, those two things are the starting position of the barbell, um, relative to your body. And then the receiving position, um, basically relative to hip height. Yeah. Um, so the clean <clears throat> means that, like we said, if, if the clean by definition starts on the floor, um, anything where we say just clean, that means the barbell needs to start at the shins on the floor, whatever the case may be. You can then kind of raise the level of the starting position of that bar by adding um, kind of caveats. So the hang clean, which mm -hmm. is again, probably one of the most highly used is technically anything from the knee up. Yeah. You can also go, there's a lot of different variations, but let's break it down to maybe just the, the three that we might talk about the most. Um, the classic hang is just above the knees, which we'll talk about, you know, how do you get there and, and you know, what does that mean and how does that work? And then there's the high hang uh, where you are operating roughly around the pockets or your jumping position. Um, so floor, knees, waist, um, the bar can start at any one of those positions. Um, and then the clean will end depending on how you've stated the movement as well. So there are a lot of people that would argue that any clean rep, unless otherwise stated, must require a squat. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's a pretty strong convention amongst a good portion of high level strength coaches. Um, I think there's also a good portion that says, technically speaking, a clean does not require it because as we said, you could actually, and this is a now a movement being used more and more, you can split catch it like a split jerk. Mm -hmm. um, so technically speaking, you don't have to squat, um, which is why um, there is a second element, which is where are your hips when you receive the barbell in the front rack? Yep. Um, and you can either say power, so power clean or hang power clean means that your hips do not descend into a full squat. Yeah. Right. So you're actually resisting 
um, the, the, the load driving your body downwards um, and catching it in an, uh, a position that's above parallel. Sure. Um, and then there's either whether or not you call it just a clean or a squat clean where you require somebody to go into full depth. Yeah, and I think that's like the two parts that there's obviously all these different combinations mm -hmm. um, because you're, depending on how low you're sinking into it, you know, are you staying above parallel, below parallel in your squat? And then, you know, you just basically said full clean from the ground, um, hang just above the knee, high hang kind of at the hip pockets. And then there's other people that are like position one, position two, position three. Yeah, right. Like there's all these different ways to label Tons it. Tons of terminology involved. Uh, so, you know, obviously we'll spend some time and we've talked a good amount about terminology and then we'll talk about teaching it because then there's tons of people that will say, well, I only do it this way, I only do it that way and I'm not going to rush ahead there because we want to talk about a few more things in just terms of like, what about with, we're talking barbell right now, mm -hmm. right? What other options are there or other things that you see people do in terms of that like all-encompassing clean? Yeah, sure. Um, Variations and derivatives are just as important and just as widely used as the clean itself. I mean, technically, the hang power clean is in itself a you know a variation of the full clean. Yeah. Um, but if you take it one step further, something that's used a ton in technique work as well as power development, which is all of your pulling derivatives. So the clean pull, the clean high pull, yeah. Um, the hang clean high pull, all of those different variations. Um, and then you you can go farther, right? Like you can use dumbbells. Um, there's nothing to say that taking a load from the ground to your shoulders, regardless of hip position has to be done with a barbell. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do, um, with dumbbells, with kettlebells, with a med ball. We use the med ball clean. A lot of people argue it's nothing like the clean. It, it's, we're not saying that we're going to teach the clean with a med ball. We're saying that we might teach a movement that has some replicable, uh, you know, practicality to it that when we get to cleans down the road there's some familiarity there sure um, so there's a ton of variation yeah absolutely and and we'll spend the second half talking about teaching it and how to do it but before we do I want to get to the kind of like why or why not sure because I think that we'll get into probably why or why not people don't want to do it um, or are scared or, or uncomfortable teaching it because there's a lot of things that you got to go over and teach with it but why or why not, I guess, let's start in terms of like the the effects. Like what are you getting out of doing something like the clean? What's the intention when it's written in a programming or, or you're doing it as an exercise within a, a workout? Yeah, and your, your point is right because um, I think the use of clean in athletic performance programs is one of those things that will ebb and flow uh, across popular opinion where it's like the only thing you should be doing people arguing why you should do something else because it's better, back to it's the only thing you should be doing. Um, before I even get into the pluses and minuses, pros and cons, benefits, uh, risks, whatever you want to call it, there will always be reasons to do it and there will always be arguments against it. It's more about knowing why you're doing something and uh, you know applying it appropriately. Sure. Yeah. Um, so why use um, the clean? Um, it's one of the more documented um, lifts from a research perspective um, tied to true what we call athletic performance. So they have tied both the snatch and more importantly for this conversation, the clean to increases in, even if you don't do back squat while you're programming, if you do the clean, back squat improves. So strength, yep. so you can improve maximal strength. 
um, vertical jumping. So if you uh, are engaged in an Olympic lifting program, uh, your vertical jump improves. Um, not as much as plyometrics, but still, um, you know, a strong correlation there. Yeah. Uh, sprint speed, you know, under 40 yards of uh, a sprint, um, your ability to clean uh, is directly related to your ability to move quickly in a something like a run. Um, it's not wildly um, kind of hard to see that because what you're basically saying is that um, we're going to work something uh, for maximal power rather than maximal strength. So if you think about a heavy back squat, very valuable. And yes, it does also influence a sprint speed or vertical or whatever, but it's more of a slow velocity movement. And as we talk about athletics a lot, there's very infrequent opportunities to move with slow velocity against heavy resistance. Yeah. It's not to say they're not useful. We know that we've talked about that at length, but you should also do the reason we say we should do, be doing plyometrics I look at it as a really nice bridge between the two. Right. Moving no load with plyometrics and moving heavy load slowly, if that's the only thing, I feel like we're missing that bridge, which is, is you know, what the, the primary goal of a lot of these Olympic lifts in programming for. Um, but then also, I, it's, it's worth mentioning that um, they're, they're also, um, you know, body composition, lean body mass, um, testosterone increases, um, even you know, cardio respiratory rate, um, those are more taxing even with sets of three and four than say a back squat. Right. Yeah, so, sure. um, I think that's, um, one of the, the, the easiest things to just map out. Like, why would you do the clean? Um, I think it's also very much, um, not as talked about is, um, a couple of things that are more like practical considerations. Um, your ability to accelerate and decelerate. I think we'll get to this maybe in the why not as like a counterpoint, but people say people are always worried about the catch. Um, so they go for loaded jumps, which we'll talk about, but the clean catch itself and the ability to decelerate has actually also been proven to be a successful approach to teaching deceleration mechanics in the lower body. Yeah. Um, so just like doing uh, jump, landings, uh, you know, deceleration technique, you know, doing that against load is also very useful. So the deceleration and acceleration, and then I'm a big fan of, we talk about it a lot. If it's complex, I think that's a good thing. And I'm, what I say is I, I don't want to just be hard. And I'm going to throw weight on is like, I want to teach kids new movement patterns. So they are struggling with an empty bar. And we have to improve and get to a point where we're saying that, oh, no, I feel good now. I'm comfortable. I'm going to move on and I'm going to make it uh, more intense via loading, et cetera. So teaching and learning new movement, coordination, proprioception is one of the larger points, I think, of teaching these lifts. Yeah. Um, and then also, by the way, mobility, right? A full depth front squat in a, uh, you know, full clean catch, very demanding a mobility, which one improves mobility to highlights mobility issues that you can address and also forces people to want to address those issues. Yeah. And I think that's a good point about the, the teaching aspect of it. Cause like what we just talked about is like, even if you're going to just, let's say a lot of coaches will say, I want to just stick with the hang cleans still have to deadlift that bar into the hang. Like you, no matter what that bar has got to come off the ground and whether or not it's part of a setup position or you're going right to it, like the bar has to get from the ground usually into the high hang or, or position two or one, like that ability. Now let's take one step further is like you, you're learning how to pick something up off the floor. That's a human life movement that 
is going to carry with you regardless of right. athletic performance. Right. Unless you're unless you're racking the bar um, off of uh, you know supports and you're taking your hand clean literally off the floor to begin with, you're absolutely correct. Um, I think what I would take it is one step further. I would say this. I think most coaches are overestimating their ability to coach all other movements and underestimating their ability to coach this movement. Yeah. I think for some reason and has a mystique for being wildly complicated. If you're somebody that says I can't teach the clean, uh, but you're somebody that says, because I want to do power development, I'm going to do a loaded plyometric, like a trap bar jump. And I also really like uh, front squats because they're the a good athletic version of a squat. You're already doing the clean. Right. You're literally, the only thing you're missing is the upward pull, which is the smallest part of the entire movement in terms of execution. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people just have a association with the clean that says, I don't know how to do it because it's complicated. No, just because it's very, it's probably the least frequently explained right. and broken down, uh, at least in, in, you know, maybe more less recent history. I think nowadays people are a little bit more clean and uh, are a little more clean oriented with teaching. But um, I do think we think myself included, like I know how to teach the squat, I, you know, cleans harder. I got to spend more time on it. Yeah. Go into a crowded weight room. If they've spent the same amount of time on both lifts, they, all of those athletes need work on both of them. Right. Right. Because you're going to have the same progress one way or the other. Right. For sure. So I think that like is a, a good, um, breakdown of like the definition why it's probably good and and i think we've belabored the point um in terms of why or why not and for most people now listening are probably going to want to know how right like I, how do you teach it and step by step breaking it down and obviously we could spend hours talking about that and there's webinars and there's videos but where especially when you go to start talking about teaching or starting somewhere for someone that's kind of avoided it or doesn't feel comfortable, like you just talked about, where do you start? Yeah, um, I might play the role of bad uh, co-podcasty, uh, if you will, um, because I think it is worth actually addressing what are the reasons that are valid that are people are putting forth as to why don't, why not to use it and what alternatives people are proposing because a lot of people will say I'm not comfortable teaching it and these are the reasons that I, I'm not even going to bother trying to learn it because yeah. I have all of these people telling me it's not worth it don't do it it's dangerous right and I think it's worth kind of addressing those so that you don't go into this saying I'm either a clean person or I'm not okay um, so long story short the case against it is there are a lot of studies out there that say like if you're gonna do something like a, a loaded trap bar jump um, which is a lot of people substitute for the clean, you technically do produce a higher peak output, right? Potentially even 50 to 100% more. My point to kind of rebut that would be yes, but that's not the only thing that the clean does. As we talked about, acceleration is one thing, deceleration is another, proprioception is a whole nother, um, and then not to mention your strength and mobility um, you know, kind of additions to it. So should you use jumps, plyometrics, and loaded plyometrics? Yes. Is that a reason to not also do the clean? No. Um, and that whole injury, like it's, you know, I see injuries on the cleans. Look, it, it, injury on the clean, I've seen it maybe once in 12 years working with high school kids. And it's just, you know, it shit happens, um, if, if you will. Um, apologies for the French. But uh, that 
that is not something that I think is a valid uh, concern. Um, weightlifting incident rates of uh, injury are freaking infinitesimal. Um, I think where most people uh, worry is they see the really, really bad form on Twitter in a max lift, which means you've just approached the way to get to that point incorrectly. And they see the front rack that everybody has such a hard time with being the problem. Elbows are down, bars coming forward, and we're about to break a wrist, hit an elbow to a knee, whatever the case may be. And that's where I think the bridge into- And lurching um, backs and all the other- Yeah, parts. is because I don't know how to teach the front rack. Because uh-huh. I think that's um, one of the biggest pieces. Um, and I, I think, again, what I would say is injury is really not a concern if you treat your lifts universally. If you're concerned about an injury in the clean, you should be just as concerned about an injury in the front squat, the deadlift, back squat, and all of those things. If you can address the injury potential in all of those, the clean is no different in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? You don't load something if it's not proper. You can use it. Um, and then, uh, you know, why, why bother with the clean if I can do a loaded jump? It has other benefits, so try it. And my argument would be, because there's a lot of people out there that's got to be black or white, does it have to be one or the other? Can't you do both? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so apologies for derailing, but I, I just want because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of back and forth, especially on Twitter, about why you're pro-clean or anti-clean, basically pro-clean or pro-loaded plyometrics. Yeah. And that's like the big hot topic right now, and I'd argue... I don't, I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, th- that's okay. That's, that's worth spending some time on because I think to me it's just kind of like, all right, I get the different levels of it in the sense of like there are a lot of different combining factors like you just talked about. And so like where I'm looking to go and, and we can go in, when you're ready, mm-hmm. we can wait, is like what – so you talked about like struggling with the front rack, right? Like that's a big one you see. Or being able – and you talked about mobility earlier, like sinking down and being able to not like round out your back yep. and do all of those different things. Like those are the challenging parts I see when I'm trying to teach it a lot. Like, sure. And I'm teaching it with a PVC pipe <clears throat> in its most basic form and really just teaching kind of like the hinge sure. to start. So, yes. So where – Yes, your your your. Where fi- do I go? Your final statement there with like I'm teaching the hinge to start yeah. is is the answer. So, I think there are two very very different conversations to be had. There is the conversation that is I have an experienced lifter. He has some front rack mobility issues, or he has this small issue. How do I address to fix and improve his clean technique? Yeah, his or her. That's something where you can say, oh, uh, you know, I watched this video. He's pulling early. He's not achieving triple extension, bars away from the body, ankle mobility in the bottom of squat. Like you can fix small things. To truly teach the clean, you can't think of it as I have a room of 100 athletes. We've done nothing as a group in any way, shape, or form up to this point. I'm going to teach movements. I'm starting with the clean. Yeah, because it's a far greater sum of a lot of different pieces um, that add up to your ability to introduce the clean. So what do I mean by that? Well, we already talked about it, right? So a clean is not just a jump, right? Triple extension is a big part of it, and it's a big reason it's used in athletic programs, but it's triple extension. 
it's absolutely a loaded front rack squat. It's also an absolutely a hinge, whether you're taking it from the hang, the floor, you are hinging with a load, aka deadlifting or good morning or RDLing or whatever the case may be. So you're looking at, you know, basically a plyometric with a squat with uh, a hinge and they're all things uh, together. So if you're looking at this as I'm going to just show up to the, the, the gym and I'm going to teach the clean and kids don't know what I mean by I want you to get into a perfect squat stance. I want you to get into a perfect deadlift stance. I want you to get, you're, you're never going to get to where you want to go. So um, if you want to teach the clean, as we always talk about, you got to think big picture. First, like we've talked about and everything else, one, you got to make sure that you get up to a point where they can actually get themselves into a empty bar front squat. So teach an air squat, master it. Get a goblet squat in, learn that, load it so that they have the, the core stability and strength to actually maintain a front rack and, and neutral spine while holding a load in front of them mm-hmm. and to full depth. Then you can go and teach your barbell back squat, your barbell front squat. You shouldn't have addressed anything truly clean related until you've progressed on that front. Um, hinging, right? We're not, this isn't the first time we've ever hinged. If we're talking the clean, we should have teach, you know, basic, um, maybe a body weight. Good morning. Then maybe a PVC. Good morning. Then maybe a PVC RDL or med ball deadlift, dumbbell deadlift, kettlebell deadlift to again, just start loading it. Then we teach the barbell deadlift. Um, maybe we, we probably are already addressing dumbbell RDLs, barbell RDLs, good mornings. Yep. Um, again, because all of those things that we're then going to address in the clean, Already, you already need to know them. So these are again all the things that you'd be doing leading up to a, a time where you're you're cleaning, um, and then you also shouldn't be teaching um, the clean until you've also taught the ability to jump and land, which is pretty, I say easy in the sense that there's not a lot of steps, but it's it's also very, um, you know, it's it's an impressive undertaking because learning how to take off and land with proper mechanics via a tuck jump is not necessarily super, super easy. Um, but it's basic in the sense that, again, you know, if you look at our program slate or what I would make every kid go through our 101, our 102 programs, they go, there is no such thing as a barbell at any point for 10, 12 weeks. And then you, we start teaching weightlifting or I should say weight training. We start with the power lifts because we need to deadlift first. We need to get in our, uh, weighted and loaded hinges get better at our plyometrics. And then the second phase, now we start teaching the clean, uh, which is probably what you'll want to get into more because we'll say, how do you actually teach the clean once athletes are ready for it? Yeah. But I want to make it very clear that if you want to teach it, you can teach it in a couple of weeks. Right. If you have done everything leading up to that. Right. Um, and that is the single most important element <laughs> to successfully teaching any movement, let alone the clean, because the clean is just a com- uh, you know a compound, complex movement of a bunch of other smaller pieces that you do elsewhere. Yeah, and and I think that's a, a good segue. You talked about the different basics you need to have to mm-hmm. even be at the point, and I think there's plenty of people that would would let's just say like. Hey, I, I've done all of those things. The kids can do most of those things. Like I'm talking like juniors and seniors that maybe I have avoided it. And mm-hmm. you know what? You've convinced me to give it a try or think about yep. incorporating it. So now what? Sure. Because now you have the foundation, right? You say, uh-huh. all right, well, you're saying I can do it in a couple of weeks. 
where would you go? Would you start PVC or barbell? Would you start at the top or at the bottom? All of those different things, if you don't mind kind of navigating mm -hmm. that one, the same way you just talked about all of the parts to learning the actual movement of hinge, Absolutely. jump, squat. Let's go now into like the actual clean. Sure. Um, let me see if I can formulate this in a way that is the easiest to digest and make sense. Um, we would start at the top and work down, um, which we'll talk about each one of those kind of pieces, the high, hang, hang, and full, uh, different catches, et cetera. To your question specifically about PVC versus barbell, et cetera, my general approach would be in any movement, the PVC is an excellent, call it, introduction, drill, first time, and then perpetually practice element. Great for a warm up. great for the first time. Hey, we're gonna teach, even the back squat, instead of just hopping under the bar, maybe we just find out what the back rack feels like with a, with a PVC. Same thing goes for the clean um, and every lift. So it, before I even get them to a barbell, I might brief, okay, we're gonna be talking about X part of the clean today, whatever part of the progression we're in. Grab our PVCs. I'm gonna go through the, the three or four things that we're gonna be focusing on today. I just want you to try it, feel it, and understand it with something that is completely low risk mm -hmm. and completely easy to manipulate and move so that when we get to the bar, it's not even, even a small amount of loading. If you're a relatively strong individual, um, I'd rather just just try it once with something that's basically a feather, but that allows you to get in the correct positions. Right. Um, and then by the way, anybody that says a PVC pipe uh, does nothing is, is just, I, I, that's crazy because you can do so many drills with a PVC pipe for any movement that Olympic weightlifters do it. And if they're doing it, there's absolutely no reason that somebody learning how to clean can't. Yeah, and I, like we talked a lot about like body awareness and knowing about where you're at and everything else like that. Like I taught the, PVC deadlift for like a couple weeks last year to a, my team because mm -hmm. it was brand new to them. Yeah. And just the act of having to get into what we're now talking about of like position two. Stress enough. Stress enough. Their hamstrings Sword. are like loaded up. They're like, yeah. holy smokes. But then I think that the, the part in which people would say, well, you can't, you can't use a, a PVC pipe is because it is hard once they get up into the catch. Yeah. And, and it's, and it, so I get that uniquely enough when it comes to the catch, I actually like it for when you're more experienced because you have to really have great mobility. mobility. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it's not saying like we're going to perfect our technique with a PVC and then move to a barbell, Yeah. but like, let's just introduce it. So combine and, and, and conquer. Cause like what I would say is, and now I'll let you keep going is like, no, go ahead. cause then the next step, of last year when I did it was, okay, PVC pipe, let's get in the weight room, we're ready to go, empty barbells, mm -hmm. brief the same stuff, do the PVC pipe, now here are the barbells, and it was like, there were like panic buttons yeah. for them and for me, because I'm like, holy smokes, is they're yeah, like wrangling it up the at the top yeah. and it's all over the place. So like, I think that to me, like I even was like, oh, should I, did I rush them into this or anything else like that? But what, what would your response be of like, all right, now that you're there, you're at the barbell, like let's start to do block X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I think to the point that I think people are trying to make of the PVC doesn't work. Like you can't master the clean with a PVC. At some point you're going to go in there and throw a barbell around ugly. And we're not worried about injury at this point, right? We have to learn. You're not going to be a master to start with. So when you said we, you know, we worked it for a couple of weeks, we went and grabbed empty barbells. I could have told you that would have been ugly as hell, um, but you need to, right? Like 
you don't know what the race feels like until you run it. Yeah. You don't know what a movement feels like until you attempt it. So would it have been more ugly had you not even talked about the positions? Yes. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. Would you ever gotten to the point where they walked in and they're just like, boom. Right. No. Um, There's got to be that middle. And that's what yeah. actually the last episode with Craig Cheek was about was he got this long thread because he had a kid squatting and his knees were collapsing a little bit. He's like, well, I didn't then stop the kid from squatting. Right. You know, it's the same thing. Like that's what we're aiming for in terms of like, all right, you see it, it's a little ugly, but it's not ugly to what you described earlier of like the, the crowd around a kid trying to basically yank up the yes. bar with his elbows down at like 255 for vanity. It's an empty barbell. Yeah. If you waited for technical perfection on any lift, you'd never actually get better at anything because you'd never load anything. Yeah. Um, so you have to balance safety with efficiency and yep. like efficacy, right? Like it's got to work. You got to actually get something out of it, but you always have to be working to uh, maximize safety, movement, performance, et cetera. Uh, I look at it like it, it's not, it's not all that complicated. I, I introduce a movement. If it includes a barbell, we try it with a PVC pipe first just to feel what that movement pattern should look like. Then we grab an empty barbell. We work that empty barbell for a little while. Then we start loading. And when I start, when I say loading, I'm saying like, if they look pretty good with an empty bar, put fives on. Yeah. They still look good? Okay, you can put tens on. Yeah. Um, there is no rush. Uh, I think Colin said it before on a previous podcast. He's like, there are very experienced lifters that will spend weeks with an empty barbell just perfecting techniques so that when they load, they can go up faster. Yeah. Um, so like everything else, progression, start super light and easy, yeah. work your way up and e at each section. Okay. Right. So you're not just going to go from <laughs> PVC to full weighted clean. Mm -hmm. um, so this goes into that whole, you know, where do you start? What do you teach? How do you teach it? Um, and like I said, we'd start from the, the top down if that's maybe where you want to go. Yeah. Next. So you're kind of talking about like you would start with a hang clean. I'd, I'd start with what we call position one, which is the high hang. It's at like your hips. Pocket yeah. Area. Um, so what we're doing is saying that uh, really the, the, the foundational part of the clean is the jump, right? Mm -hmm. We like at this point, I think everybody, I'm assuming everybody understands that, you know, the clean is very much a jump uh, for like 80% of the movement and where you're getting most of your work done is from that, soft knee vertical torso to full hip extension, driving the bar upward. So what I want to start on is that, that most call it foundational, uh, hardest to grasp piece, but with the simplest constraints, AKA I'm not going to put the bar all the way to the ground. I'm going to say it's where it needs to be before you do that big meat and potatoes part, which is the jump. Yeah. So we're going to be at a uh, position one, which is a soft knee, vertical torso. We're going to have thumb swiping distance on that PVC. And first, again, I'm boil the way down. I don't just say, Hey, we're going to clean now jump and, and front racket. I say, even if it's five reps, I go, I don't want your arms to move at all. I want you to start with your feet under your hips, soft knee, vertical chest bar at your waist. 
I want you to jump straight up as high as you can. Yeah. Don't move your arms at all. We're not even talking pulls yet. Because nope. a lot of people would probably go there. I would have said probably to start, let's start at the pull. But you're going even one step. Uh, ju even if it's just within each session, starting with three to five reps of just jump. Yep. Because most people, most kids especially, will pull arms always. And if you just get it in their heads from the very beginning that a clean is we start with the jump, it's, it's a lot easier for them to kind of right, right. ingrain. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think, I think your whole point is, is uh, what I like about it in terms of teaching it and going over it and coaching it is like at a certain point, if you do want an athlete to be able to understand from the ground, aka because we've been talking about at the top, at the bottom, not to rush ahead, is like where you need to get to. Because mm -hmm. what happens if you didn't do those first steps, as we all have seen it, is the like basically going from zero to a hundred and not getting to from position one to two to three to that, what you just described, soft knee bend, yep. vertical torso in the clean. Cause that's what we're looking to get to, but they have right. to feel that before they have to take from the ground. Yeah. Right. You got to go compact first and then branch out from there. Every clean is going to go through this position of one to rack. Yep. So let's master that. Yep. Um, so the way we do that, like I said, I see if I can make it very quick and easy is we'll go, like I said, PVC to empty bar to loaded. All right, that's the package. We'll do it in over the course of a few weeks, but we'll start first with the high hang power clean. Yep. So we're looking to jump from the jumping position, bar close to the body, drive with the hips. Then we're getting into that front rack position. Um, and that's the thing that most people uh, say they have trouble with. There are a lot of drills that you can do specific to that. Um, I'd say I think most people think they have a problem with that, but then go teach the front squat just fine. Yeah. Um, it's all the same stuff. If you've already taught the front squat, it shouldn't really be much of an issue. Um, and we, we have plenty of things, you know, release, no death grip. It's mostly because of the instinct to hold onto the bar as hard as possible. Yeah, sure. Relax, get into your front squat. If you're familiar with the front squat, that's easy. But we'll go power first, so we're not dropping into a full squat. I just want you to jump, land, decelerate in a perfect quarter squat. Can you do that? Because that's the smallest section of the clean that we can do. Yeah. From the waist to a pretty high catch. Yeah. If we can nail that over the course of three, four, five weeks loaded, probably not even five weeks. It doesn't take nearly that long. Um, that's relatively easy to master. Uh, I shouldn't say master. It's relatively easy to get competent with. Once we've gotten to that point, then we dial it back, say, okay, come back in next week, grab those PVCs again. Now we're going to take it down the leg. We're going to go to the classic hang position. This is way harder than most people think for kids to understand unless they've taught, again, that whole hinge concept, looking out over the cliff, making sure you actually engage the hamstrings. Yeah. Um, and then we're just going to teach what is the only difference between this clean, this hang clean and the high hang clean is the pull of the chest through from position two to one. Everything else should stay exactly the same, which by the way is basically a good morning. Yeah. Right. And if you've learned that, you should be pretty good at getting yourself back to. Um, and now you're able to load a little bit heavier in the long run because now you're adding momentum to the bar because you're traveling a longer path. Um, and if we've already cemented that high hang, now we get to re-cement it because it's, again, the focal point of this particular version of the clean. But we're also adding that smaller piece of getting from two to one. Uh, so we'll go PVC, empty bar, loaded, power. Um, 
And I will, I should, maybe I should back up also just, and I mean this very quickly, I will likely in most places go power and then also teach squat just to get yeah. you know, familiar with that. So I should have mentioned that in the high hang. We'll go. So you'd go like high hang, power, high hang squat. Yeah. I know people hate hearing squat clean. I apologize for those that take offense to that. I just use it because we're talking about high school kids that it's just easier to be specific. Yeah. Apology accepted. <laughs> Not that I care. Um, all right. That is a lot. And we've talked a lot about it and we could spend three more hours talking about each position, each different thing, all of these different coaching cues and tips. And there's a lot more of that at platform if you want to check those things out. So, um, in, you know, the essence of time, uh, especially at a longer episode, is there anything that, you know, we've missed or you want to be kind of like put the cherry on top in terms of what we've been talking about, whether it's teaching, why to do it, how to do it, any, any kind of, Final thoughts? Yeah, I think where the biggest hang-up is um, many coaches feel like the full clean that we see, the things you see on Twitter, is the only the only thing that matters. And so it's an all-or-nothing thing. And it's yeah. either I go do that or I don't do it at all. Yeah. Um, as opposed to teaching up to the point of a full clean incorporates – Every movement that every program at every level uses, yeah. hinges and jumps yep. and catches and front racks and everything else, if you treat it like that's my end goal, I'm going to get power work from plyometrics, I'm going to get power work from my actual teaching of the clean, I'm going to get uh, squat strength from squatting and from my you know squat catching. Yeah. Um, if you look at it as the total picture, as you say, like, are you going to use the clean? Do you want it to be a part of your program in total? then map it out so that that's the, that's the end goal. That's not the, I need to show up tomorrow and it's in the program for every athlete. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's what I, I would not push back on, but what I've, what I've seen a lot of and what, what you just touched on is like, you know what, we, we accomplish all of the same things doing other things. And we've talked a little bit about that, but that's what like, and I, I, I know you've had different responses to that throughout this podcast, but you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people will say, you know, we accomplish what we're looking for in those different movements that mm -hmm. you, and elements that you talked about. So I just, I still, I'm going to avoid it because that catch, I think it's usually the catch freaks people out mm -hmm. for, for the reasons we described. And also just the idea of pulling the bar from the ground and people get nervous about those two in particular. Yeah. And I guess really the answer is, if you have intent for your training and what your training is doing is, is working towards the goals that you have set yeah. and you're doing it safely and appropriately, do you have to use the clean? Absolutely not. Like you can, you could do a lot of different things that add up to a great program. Yeah. Um, why do we choose to use it is for all those things you just said, like, um, you know, I'm worried about people pulling from the floor and I'm worried about the front rack. Well, if that's the case, then your program also should not have trap bar jumps, deadlifts, or front squats. Yeah. Which I don't think is a realistic uh, kind of scene anywhere. Um, and if you're willing to invest in those items, having just another movement in your toolbox feels more important to me than removing it because you, you – I actually, I, at that point, I don't know why you remove it. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, I think it's one of those things that has kind of that like taboo around it because of a lot of the things we talked about. But like what I, what I gained from it um, in teaching it to my kids was like, 
and I, I'm talking at, at its most basic level of we never moved for most kids past an empty barbell, at least when I was with them, because we only had so much time, but they had the barbell and now I have kids telling me I'm doing this, that, and the other thing, and they're on mm-hmm. the programs. It's like, well, like the just the pure ability to get into like an athletic stance is inherently built into the clean. Yes. Just the ability to – what you kind of alluded to and we didn't get a ton of time to talk about is like being able to – uh, decelerate as that bar is coming down onto you or as you're catching it. All of those different things are like, in my eyes, just speaking from what I saw my kids progress from, so valuable to what they were just learning to do. And it translated. You could start to see it in other components. 100%. And then, you know, there's a lot of mini arguments and discussions in here. Somebody could say, well, deceleration occurs in a trap bar jump. And then I'd say, well, there's a slight difference because the weight's below you as opposed to on top of you, which means your core is not doing any of the decelerating. It's all, uh, you know, all of those things. And I think your point is exactly correct. There are tons of benefits to it. If you can, you know, apply it within your programming, there are a lot of great reasons and great benefits to using um, the clean. If you are somebody that just says, look, for one reason or another, I don't like the full clean. I only do pulling derivatives. I don't, like, yes, I front squat and I do pulling derivatives, but I don't put them together. Yeah. That's okay, right? Like, so like, cause even me, like I, we absolutely do all of the cleans, but in the last eight years, I have not once had kids max out on the clean. Yeah. Right. So it's not, I'm not the person that's saying like, I want to see on Twitter, the crowd around one kid cleaning. That's not really what I'm in for. I'm just saying that the clean is a part of our programs and there's a lot of reasons that we use it for a lot of different pieces. For sure. Personally, learning how to hang clean with a loaded hinge into a jump is one of the hardest things for kids to do, which I believe is the reason it's also one of the most beneficial. If you can get better at that, your whole point of athletic stance into explosive movement, um, controlling an external load outside of your body, uh, learning a new movement pattern, mastering it. Um, I also think that if it's something where a kid has to, because you've set the correct culture and environment, is always like, form and technique driven to the point that they want to learn and get better at something in the gym, that endeavor in and of itself, that motivation, that mentality is worth having a movement that requires it. Yeah. Right. Cause yep. if they just say, I'm a squat master, I'm coming into squat. You're not getting as much from them as they're saying, I need to become a great mover of the clean. They ask me, come over. Can you watch this? Can we film this today? Can I take a look at this? Am I pulling early? Yeah. Like they want to learn, which is the best thing you can foster. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap unless you got anything else. I want to make sure we're on the same page. Good. Um, Well, thank you for everybody listening. Obviously, a little bit of a a longer episode. We could probably do a (laughs) – we could do like a five-hour series on the clean in every different position and terminology that we talked about, but I think a a worthwhile one because it's a frequently asked question for high schoolers. So thanks again for listening, and remember at Platform, it's always in pursuit of better.